The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. You are invited now to join us for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. My name is Wayne Shepherd, and Percy, it's always good to sit across the table from you. Yes, sir. I rose up this morning with the glory of the Lord upon me, my friend. <laughs> Amen. We're going to meet a wonderful guest today. I've known Dave Ruhlman for a long time. You you got to meet him through this interview we're going to hear. I did, and I actually had the opportunity uh, probably two or three years previous to this interview to have met him as well. And so That's I found right. Him That'll to be come a... out in the interview. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll get to that in just a few moments. We're calling today's program Faith is a Gift. Yes, yes, yes. And when we understand the gift of faith. The Bible says that God has given unto every man the measure of faith. That's a very powerful scripture. And on another show, maybe we'll do a specific show around that. And the point to simply be made is that uh, we are not lacking in faith, Wayne. We really aren't. It says that that the word of God says that we've been, every man has been given uh, the measure of faith. What we're really lacking is that we have a hope problem, not a Mm -hmm. faith problem. And we're going to hear from someone today who talks about his faith. Can't wait for our listeners to hear from David just a moment. Uh, I hope you're taking full advantage of what we offer here on the podcast because we we work hard at giving you resources that can really help you in your faith journey. And if you are uh, impacted by cancer in your life or the life of a loved one, we feel these resources can really help. This week, we're offering a, uh, a document, a resource called Reducing Your Risk for Cancer. Absolutely. And again, we want to provide as much as possible, as many resources and tools that will help us to combat a against the negative effects of cancer. And this particular document has some recommended uh, elements and areas for individuals to focus on and around about being active and getting active, doing something physically with our bodies, guarding our our immune system, uh, monitoring and managing our stress levels, and of course, uh, maintaining a good balanced diet. These are uh, things that potentially can help us to offset the negative effects or reduce risk of cancer. This is yours right now at our website, Reducing Your Risk for Cancer. The website is healthhopeandinspiration.com, and look for that resource there. And feel free to share this resource with others as well. Mm. We encourage that to happen. And can I say just a big thank you to those of you who have subscribed to this podcast. Thank you. You encourage us so much. Uh, We have tens of thousands of people now who are tuning in each time we release one of these episodes. We are grateful for the faithfulness of our audience Uh, And it is our pleasure and our privilege to serve you on a weekly basis. So thank you so much for continuing to tune in and subscribe and to share these shows with others in your community. Now that you've subscribed, and if you haven't done that, you can do that at the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. But now that you have subscribed, can I ask one more thing? Would you leave a review of this podcast at iTunes? That helps a great deal as others are attracted to listen. So thanks for doing that. Yeah, we'd love to get your feedback and we need to know. Let us know how we're doing, how we can do better, and certainly leave a review for others to come behind you. With hospitals in Chicago, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, 
pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have by calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Our inspiration comes from God's Word, doesn't it? Yes, let's break the bread of life today and eat from it. Our spiritual nugget is found in 1 Timothy, the sixth chapter. And we're going to read verse 12 that basically says, we're talking about faith, right, Wayne? Yep. Fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your confession in the presence of of many witnesses. Today we're going to hear how one did just that and continues to do so and encouraging others to fight the good fight of faith. Recently, Percy, you spoke on the phone with our guest who joins us now. Well, with me today is David Ruhlman, who has treated uh, at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Atlanta, dealing with esophageal cancer and now receiving a six-month assessment. And so we're just so excited to have him. He is now a, a retired Salem Christian radio station executive as of last year, worked there for 30 years. So he's a man of faith. Uh, he's a man of communication. But he's also one now who has walked the journey and the path of cancer. And so today we're going to hear his story. Welcome to the show. David, how are you doing, my friend? Thank you, Percy. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Feeling good and happy to be alive. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, with, with the introduction, as stated, uh, first and foremost, you have been in the Christian broadcast business for quite a while, uh, working uh, within those ranks, uh, communicating the love and the faith and the hope of Jesus Christ to many. Uh, we're talking to a faith-based audience. Uh, we now have somewhere in the neighborhood of over 170,000 uh, people who subscribe to this podcast. You're now retired, uh, but in the midst of uh, your process, you know, you were uh, diagnosed with cancer. Let's talk about the day uh, that you were told that you had cancer and uh, what ran through your mind when you heard that. It's a little bit shocking. I had uh, kind of led up to it by actually being at uh, the uh, National Religious Broadcasters Convention uh, in uh, 2016, and I was having trouble eating uh, and uh, trouble uh, just taking very much food. Mm. And in February, we had a Salem Media Group managers meeting, and same thing was happening. So I made an appointment and uh, got an endoscopy and a colonoscopy to see how I was doing. And the next day, the uh, endoscopy surgeon or whoever he was gave me a call in my office and just said, hey, you have esophageal cancer. You need to act on this very quickly because of the kind of cancer that it is. And, you know, you're sitting in my office in Washington, D.C. At, uh, at the radio station. I thought, wow, hmm. well, that, uh, that's unsettling. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Yeah, to say the least. And it's interesting, if I may interject, 
uh, you brought back to my memory uh, the fact that you and I had an opportunity to meet at the National Religious uh, Broadcasters uh, Conference uh, several years back. And so that's where you and I had uh, first had engagement and interaction. And so here we are now, uh, several years later, talking about, you know, cancer experience. So it's kind of ironic, isn't it? And that, yes, and that meeting in January of uh, 2016 uh, was uh, critical to my getting treatment at Cancer Treatment Center of America because we had lost uh, one of our twin daughters hmm. in 2011 to cancer. And um, when we got back from that, I people said, "Well, if you just had more faith, you know." I hmm. we had buried our we had buried our daughter. I did her memorial service in San Diego, and I ended up having a heart attack right after that. But wow. when we got back to Washington D.C., people said, "Well, if you just had more faith." Hmm. And of course, the meeting there uh, with the CTCA at NRB had to do with the journey of hope. And uh, I said, "Man, there is such a need for that kind of a." ministry, reaching out to churches and helping Christians, helping believers, faith-based people know how to talk to people that are, have either suffered the loss of cancer or have cancer. Yeah. And I, I started weeping, and somebody came over and prayed for me, and uh, he turned out to be a pastoral care director at the Cancer Treatment Center of America in Atlanta, and I didn't find that out until later. Well, yeah, Reverend, <laughs> Reverend Chip Gordon, a dear friend of mine and colleague who I work very closely with. And I want to backtrack because you really, you know, in that, that last piece, you covered a lot of ground, uh, David, that's really important that we attempt to address and speak to very candidly on health, hope, and inspiration, uh, training and encouraging pastors and churches to engage in and commit to a cancer care ministry within their local churches simply because of the sheer numbers. Uh, now, according to the American Cancer Society, you know, one out of every three people possibly being diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime, and then how those numbers kind of then dwindle down on a uh, church level of membership, that there is somebody sitting inside of local churches across this country and in relatively high numbers who potentially have cancer and need ministry, and yet the local church is not equipped to basically address that. But then the other bigger point, and we've talked about it a lot on this show, and I appreciate you sharing this, is the fact that how many believers, and it dovetails into the former point, how many believers have been challenged, in some cases criticized, uh, in some cases rebuked, for the thought of when they are diagnosed with cancer or some sort of uh, disease and illness, that the retort uh, then and position becomes, if you only had enough faith. It is my pet peeve issue uh, being in ministry now almost 30 years, growing up in church, uh, having listened and heard and read uh, many who have written on the subject from a faith-based perspective still not necessarily understanding that lack of faith is not necessarily to be correlated with the fact that individuals are dealing with sickness and disease and cancer. Uh, when you heard that, you know, obviously after what happened with your daughter, uh, having a heart attack shortly after that, then having to deal with the cancer diagnosis, how did you deal with that internally uh, you're working in the Christian community. You're a leader among Christian broadcasters and communications. How did you process being told you didn't have enough faith and now here you have cancer? Mm. 
Well, that's uh, it's a heartbreaking thing that 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 takes place at all, and uh, I, I agree with you. It just it's heartbreaking that we do that to one another. They really said it to my to my uh, my uh, daughter daughter's uh, twin mm. and to my wife. And mm. so when I got back, I can't, I had to come. I had to stay out in San Diego for a while and recover. But when I got back, uh, I got up before the church and and addressed it head on. Good for uh, you. And uh, did rebuke, uh, really, any that had any thought like that. Mm. And for example, uh, people say, well, you know, you have to have faith. Well, Lazarus, thank you, had no faith. <laughs> he was dead. Thank you very much. <laughs> and Jesus called him out from the grave. Yeah, he so, did. Uh, you know, there is faith is involved, of course, but, boy, I, I think one of the most uh, destructive things we can say is to challenge someone Faith is a gift, uh, for one thing, and it comes from the Lord. It's it's not something we drum up. Uh, it is something that we have, and it's a gift, and it and it's sufficient. So, uh, boy, I, I just uh, I encourage everyone listening: don't ever let anyone say that to you, and don't ever say it to anyone. <laughs> well, good for you because it's and and again, I've been on that bandwagon. You know, I've been in this industry, and when I say industry, I've worked in the healthcare field from a ministerial perspective now over 20 years, and I've been railing against that. I've heard it, I've seen it, I've experienced it, and I've seen good people, wonderful people of faith who were trusting and believing in God. And I'm going to put the caveat in in quotation marks that for whatever reason, they did not survive, quote unquote, their battle of cancer uh, to help minister to family and loved ones that this was not as a result of lack of faith. And I'll just be, you know, I'll take the the stronger position because it's my show. So I can say almost anything I want to say, you know, here without, (laughs) without a lot of repercussions that quite frankly, I think it's just the inability to come to terms with our, our doctrine and our theology that we've created that, you know, when that happens, uh, then that shoots holes in the so-called theology of faith or the faith uh, doctrine that then we simply, you know, we default to the fact that, well, if you had enough faith that there was something that you did or didn't do, and that just isn't fair to individuals who were walking the walk, talking the talk, and fighting the good fight of faith. And, of course, you know, you fall into that category. So I appreciate you also taking that position. But there's somebody that's listening to this show who possibly has heard that or may hear that. And that's one of the reasons why we do these interviews. So I appreciate you uh, being candid about about your journey. So let's talk about your journey. You you start your treatment and your care. You know, first and foremost, as a person of faith, you actually pursue clinical care. Another pet peeve of mine is that sometimes the faith community confuses the idea of medicine and science and the pursuit of it as a conflict of their faith because I'm just trusting and believing God. And the fact of the matter is two things can be true at the same time uh, without canceling out each other. And the fact of the matter is that, you know, faith in medicine and clinical care and utilizing one's faith can work in conjunction with each other. And that's a big part of the integrative support services message at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. You treat at a facility that, According to you, you know, you walk through the door and you say that your journey of faith, you know, 
is what kind of led you there and 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 uh, accompanied you there. Let's talk about your experience yeah. within this clinical environment and, and how you felt strengthened with your faith. Sure. Uh, you know, it, the Scripture says that it's a king's delight to hide a thing and man's delight to uncover it. Hmm. Uh, and I, I told the surgeons and the oncologists and everyone there, I thank God that you're uncovering cures for cancer. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, would I, would I love to have Jesus just touch my throat and touch my esophagus and have me instantly and miraculously healed? Absolutely. Yeah. It, the first thing I did was I went to the leaders in our ministries and said, hey, pray for me. Uh, then I went to others that I knew had good results in their prayer life and said, pray for me. As you should. And keep praying for me. Yeah. I named the tumor in my esophagus, Be Gone, okay. <laughs> so that I could tell people, listen, if you want to know how to pray for me, just say, Be Gone, in <laughs> Jesus' name. And uh, so I named it, and it seemed like it made it easier, because I kept running into people that, you know, are afraid if you tell them you have cancer. They're, sometimes some of them, they shy away from you as if you're contagious. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a reality. But, uh, but I started the physical treatment in Washington, D.C., actually, and I finally went home and I told my wife, Tracy, I said, I don't think I'll be able to complete this process. I can't, I can't handle this. And she said, listen, I'm, I'm looking for alternatives. And I said, well, I'm not going to a foreign country. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, uh, no, I'm, I'm really, I've been on the phone today talking to Cancer Treatment Center of America, and I am really impressed. Hmm. And I said, listen, I can do that. I want to do that. Um, one, because of what, what I heard and saw and uh, the experience that I had at NRB in 2012, because mm. here we are four years later. Yep. And I said, I, and I, I just, I think, I, yes, let's go do that. And uh, so we did. And the first trip to Cancer Treatment Center in America and Atlanta was just amazing. Hmm. Uh, just touring the facility, meeting the staff, being, greeting people realizing the history of CTCA to, to create a patient-centered treatment program, the fact that people down there have been invited in to pray over the facility. Yeah. Even though, uh, and I just, and they wrote scripture on the floor. I said, yeah. oh, this sounds like a place for me. Uh, but the integrated treatment, that, that was so incredible. So, and, and if I can synthesize that a little bit, we've talked about uh, often on the show here, what integrative support services are and what that means from the perspective of CTCA is that you have all of these other disciplines along with good clinical care and you are supported with disciplines of nutrition, disciplines of naturopathic services, and of course spiritual support all under one roof where all of those uh, clinicians are talking to each other and communicating with each other. And of course you as the patient you're not bouncing around trying to locate this person around the corner or go to this clinic down the street. Everything is all housed there and set up for you to easily access and then utilize uh, within the context of, of your medical oncologist. And so I want to just kind of make sure that that was clear and understood. That is the beauty of it. They're all circling around you in a sense, and you as the patient are in the center of that circle. Uh, I'll tell you what, that gives you such confidence. And all of the people have that confidence. And, um, and, you, and you know that you're in a good place for good care. It's, 
I lived, we used to live years and years ago near the San Diego Wild Animal Park. And, hmm. uh, animals at night, they'll, they'll form a circle uh, around and almost stand watch over those in the center. And that's a sense of it. You have this sense of security and uh, real critical care coming your way at cancer treatment. So let's talk a little bit with, with that being said. You, you have this support. You have a team. You have integrative support services that, that are aligned with your medical care and communicating with your medical care providers. Uh, during your process of treatment, as is the case with most cancer patients, you know, there, there are some exceptions. Were there any uh, moments of critical mass, any difficult times, any moments where you really struggled that you had to really dig deep into your faith and, and work through the process uh, of the grind of cancer treatment day in and day out until you could kind of get to the other side and, and see light at the end of the tunnel, my friend? Well, I think uh, anytime you're facing uh, cancer, you're, you're almost always working through that at some level. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was feeling so blessed so much of the time that I sometimes just say, what am I doing here? You know, maybe I shouldn't be here. People are very sick here. Yeah. And then I'd have to say, wait a minute, <laughs> this, uh, this is, this is going to kill me if I don't get better. Okay. You know? Okay. It, it's always there. But, uh, just for example, like, uh, the beautiful things that happen, radiation, uh, as, as much as we're thankful for all of the things that men have found of the King's that the king's hidden away, uh, you know, the treatment can be painful. And sure. radiation certainly is one of those that is. But to come out of radiation treatment and have all of a sudden have my name called out because uh, I was wearing a, a jacket from Salem Media Group and and the person calling it out was uh, was Chip, uh, the pastoral care chaplain, you know, the director. And yep. He just came down to greet me. Uh-huh. Wow. I said, this is, this is amazing. I just came out of something that is painful, and, and uh, here I have, I have this kind of support here yeah. at Cancer Treatment Center. Let's talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about uh, your wife. Sounds like um, you, ha- you have a, a loving relationship, obviously, with your wife. How uh, did she handle and respond in dealing with your process of treatment and obviously uh, utilizing her faith, you utilizing your faith. How did she fare through this process? Let's talk a little bit about the caregiver here. Uh, one of the one of the most uh, important things I think we can all do is to really learn how to support and build up and encourage caregivers. Uh, and she was heroic and a, an amazing uh, woman in the process. Tracy and I uh, ended up celebrating our 50th wedding anniversary in the chapel at Cancer <laughs> Treatment Center of America. Wow. We had intended to be in, uh, in Europe, uh, and, uh, but here we are at Cancer Treatment Center, and, and all we wanted to do was let our lives be a testimony, that uh, our marriage be a testimony, yep. our faith be a testimony to anyone. We invited anyone that wanted to to come, and, uh, uh, and that was an incredible experience, both for our sons and our daughters and for us. Yeah. Praise God. Um, Praise God. So, uh, but I, I, I can't say enough about the need to encourage caregivers. Uh, we have no idea. And we, we saw so many that, man, they are sacrificing so much to, to travel with, to care for, to, to be there all of the time. Yep. 
this cancer is nothing pleasant to deal with at any stage, in my opinion. And, and uh, you know, it, it takes uh, courage, it takes faith, and it takes stamina for caregivers to do that. Absolutely. So. And, of course, we, we talk often and we've talked much about the important role of caregivers and how we need to be attentive to their needs and supporting them and certainly acknowledging and celebrating them. And it sounds like uh, that certainly is true for your precious, wonderful wife. In the closing uh, seconds that we have, uh, give the audience an update on uh, physically, um, you know, spiritually, you're now retired. How David Rubin is today. You've been through a lot. Uh, you you, you kind of capsulized uh, that process, the highs, the lows, the good, the bad. And you're still standing, my friend. You're here today. As uh-huh. I often tell people, uh, you can be seen versus being viewed. Uh, that's a testimony within itself. How are you today? What is God doing in you and with you right now, buddy? Uh, so I did retire, and I'm active in full-time uh Ministry going on. We uh, we're, we moved down to Vero Beach from Washington D.C. Ah, in Florida. Okay. Active and uh, been teaching in a small church here for the last ten months on Sundays. And, uh, gathering with pastors on Wednesdays to pray for awakening in the area and meeting with men on on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays in small prayer groups. Uh, and interestingly enough, you know, once you have come through cancer and you have faith, people bring people who have cancer to you for prayer. And one of the most beautiful things was a a pastor that was ready to just give up. Uh, I encouraged him to fight the good fight and keep fighting. And and that that pastor is still going. He's strong. He's not ready to go home to heaven. He wants to continue to preach the good news here on earth. I said, listen, we have so many things to do yet, so many people to reach. <laughs> we don't want to go to heaven yet. Yeah, heaven can wait. It would be nice, yes, to die is gain, but uh, to live is Christ. Yeah. Proclaim Jesus Christ and the gospel, the good news to as many as we can. Absolutely. So I meet with him weekly, and I thank God for the opportunity to be alive to do such things. Yeah, heaven heaven can wait. Heaven can wait, my friend. We still got work That's to do. The, exactly. <laughs> heaven can wait. <laughs> with that being said, last question and we'll close is, what is the one thing or what is one thing that gives you hope today? What makes you hopeful, my friend? Oh, man. Well, um, the hope of glory, of course, is uh, Christ in me. Yes. And uh, I am so hopeful for a complete and utter cure for cancer, uh, whether it be uh through the miraculous, or whether it be through the miraculous coming through medicine, I don't care. But I hate to see people suffering the way they do. Yes. And so I, I pray for a cancer-free zone uh, around me. I pray for a cancer-free zone in, uh, in our nation. And uh, I believe that's possible. I know all things are possible in him, and I'm believing for cancer-free society. Praise God. Today, you have heard from David Ruhlman, a retired Salem Christian radio executive. He is now uh, surviving and and moving forward in his life from uh, esophageal cancer. Today, my friend, we salute you. We thank you. And we appreciate sharing your story here on Health, Hope and Inspiration. Be blessed, you and your family, and continue to fight the good fight of faith.
So great to hear from Dave Ruhlman here today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy, thanks for bringing that to us. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, where they treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. You can do that by calling 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, it was so good to hear Dave's voice here today, Percy. Uh, He's been a friend for a long time. I was going to say, let's turn the tables on this. Usually you're asking me about the wonderful interview and the person that I interviewed today. (laughs) You've got some personal connection with this. Well, as Dave mentioned, he was a broadcast executive, Christian radio executive for many years. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did work on some projects together through Mm -hmm. the years, including in Washington, D.C. in 1997. Mm -hmm. It goes back a few years. Stand in the Gap. Over one million men on the mall with Promise Keepers. Wow. Uh, I was the radio host. Dave was the local station manager, so we worked hand in hand. And I've always appreciated Dave's leadership. Well, again, he's he's been in the Christian broadcasting business and radio business for a long time. So I could see how that makes sense with yeah. that relationship. But now I think even more highly of him because I've heard him talk with you today about how God has led him through this cancer journey. Well, he has definitely walked the walk, and he is continually walking that walk. But what is encouraging to hear, even in the midst of losing his daughter, one of his twin daughters to cancer, he had a heart attack shortly thereafter. Goodness. And then, of course, having some of his family members being told if they had only had enough faith (laughs) that, you know, probably this would not have happened, that he is still out on the front line even after all of that encouraging and ministering to individuals on how to walk and fight that fight of faith and maintain that faith. Yeah, I want to be kind, and I know people mean well, but when they say that, it's just off target, isn't it? It's tough. It really is tough, and I've personally experienced that, and I've heard that. And at the end of the day, it it, it can raise your dander because uh, it, it really lacks a humility and understanding of a humanity in the midst of, of, of a misguided theological dogma that quite frankly has not been proven out. And in many cases, they have not walked through that themselves. So uh, we're going to grant grace and forgive those for misspeaking in that regard. But that's a tough thing to say to someone, and that's a tough thing to hear in the midst of a, of a journey and a trial when you're standing in that in the face of that. Yeah, so many good things that Dave and you talked about today. We're not going to go over all of them now. Here's the wonderful thing about this being a podcast. You can go back and re-listen to it anytime you want. That's right. And pick up again on all the good things that were said there today. He talked about his heroic heroic wife, which meant a lot to me to hear that as well. And so uh, thanks again to Dave and all the guests who join us here who bring a unique perspective. Thanks, Dave. We love you, my friend. Keep on, keep on. Hey, one thing he mentioned was how churches need to be involved in cancer care. And uh, my ears perked up because you have developed a program called Our Journey of Hope. And we have the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network so that pastors and church leaders can get involved. Well, again, ironically, that is how I had the opportunity of meeting Dave was uh, in the midst of the National Religious Broadcasters Conference. And we were actually talking about the Our Journey of Hope uh, Cancer Care Leadership Training Program. And at that time, we had not even developed the Leaders Network uh, to be associated with that. But again, the point and the takeaway is the the great gift that God has given to us and the assignment that he's placed uh, uh, on my plate 
is to make sure that we are encouraging and we are engaging as many faith communities, leaders, pastors, and churches to get involved in the cancer care conversation. And we're providing a resor- resources and a relationship to empower them to do just that. Yeah, if you're a pastor or a church leader of any kind, please get in touch with us. Sign up for the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. There are several advantages for doing that. You'll learn about them when you sign up. It's free. You can do that at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and sign up for the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. And also go to the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and download Reducing Your Risk for Cancer, our resource we're offering free of charge this week. Absolutely. And so download that, utilize it, some suggestions as we continue to try to equip the saints with every resource and every tool to possibly push back against the negative effects of sickness and disease. That being said, let's close strong with 1 Timothy, the sixth chapter, verse 12. And as Dave reminded us, walking by the power of his faith, fight the good fight of faith. To walk by faith in some cases is a fight. We have to fight for it and we have to fight to maintain it. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Today, we encourage each and every one of you to be reminded that God has given unto every one of us the measure of faith as we continue to hold on to the hope of his calling today. Percy, thank you. You're such an encouragement to us. Well, bless you, my friend. And likewise, I feel the same about you. Keep chopping wood. Yes, sir. We got to keep chopping the wood because this thing is not over (laughs) with, my friend. Reverend Percy McCray, our host and director of faith-based programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.